Hey, what's up, everybody? Dandro here with another episode of Digging with Dandro. This week, we got my friend Fit with Cassie. She recently went full time into her personal training business, and I wanted to get her on to tell her story, her outlook on life, and uh, a lot of different facets that uh, you know kind of led her to get to this point. It's an awesome episode. She's hilarious. Uh, I love being able to, to hang out and talk with her, so I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I had fun uh, recording it. So as always, though, if you want to catch these recordings live, make sure you join us on twitch.tv slash dandro underscore to listen to them we try and do them tuesday nights at 7 30 p.m eastern standard time you can also can watch the video version of this up on youtube you can catch that link in the show notes here but with that being said let's get into our episode with fit with cassie thank you everybody for coming in to this episode of digging with dandro episode number four i can't believe we already have four episodes of this thing out nutty uh, tonight's guest is my friend Cassie, who goes on the internet as Fit with Cassie. Find her on Instagram. Please go do it. Her Instagram somehow is absolutely lighting up, and I'm only a tad jealous. It's okay. Um, <laughs> it's only uh, it's only a little bit. Uh, either way, though, we uh, have a great episode. So, so Cassie is somebody that I met back in college, um, like a while ago, because I'm old. And nobody told you that, um, but was just kind of like literally just recently had connected because she posted on Instagram one night, like, hi, I'm playing COD, who wants to play? And I was like, well, I play Modern Warfare. And so we literally just reconnected, started talking, and it's been uh, super cool, you know, just kind of staying in touch uh, to watch kind of her, you know, journey and sort of, uh, you know, fitness and personal training and kind of just evolve. And the reason I, I wanted to be able to have her on this week was because she just recently launched her own and, and kind of went full bore into personal training. And so we're going to get uh, into that. But without further ado, let's get Cassie in here. Let's kick this off and uh, have, a, have a good time. Cassie, my girl. Yo, what's good? What's good? Listen, thank you for having me. Yeah? You excited? Yo, I'm pumped, but I just want to say one thing, you okay. know, we were talking about technical difficulties here saying you're the man, but clearly I figured it out. So I would uh, like, to have, like you're the woman type of situation here. Ma'am, you forgot your discord password. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Listen, they didn't believe, you know, they thought I was a robot. Okay. So I had to go get my laptop. I had to investigate. I had to make a whole new account for this. Okay. I, I figured it out. That's how committed she is. Friends. No, truly, truly. It uh, it, it like to say that I was a robot, so it kept giving me over and over again, like, oh, what buzz or find the mountains. But it literally gave me like ten in a row, and I'm like, at this point, clearly I'm a robot. <laughs> You're like, I'm a, a bus just label me as a robot, because that's way easier than whatever you know hoops. You know, my favorite one of this, this is completely random. Uh, my favorite one of those are where it's like, show me the traffic light, and there's no traffic yeah. light in the entire picture except like one little corner, like on the left. And you're just like, what is, what? There's yes. Stop, Google. No. no, they did that to me. And it was like, um, where's the bicycle? And it was a mountain. And I'm like, mm, <laughs> I don't know. I'm confused. But You start so, going insane. You, th you think yeah. you're like trying to find the hidden bicycle like in the trees and or I something? Like it, or under the dirt. Apparently, there's supposed to be a bike under the dirt, but it wasn't there. Oh, all Listen, right. I... I was going to try to watch us from Twitch on here because uh -huh. I would love to conversate with you face to face, I but know. I'm going to have to put this screen down because, yeah. um, 
mm, I'm getting a little confused. Like I'm okay. like, I'm seeing, I'm hearing you. But, but you're I'm like seeing, seeing your yourself mouth. and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. I need to, I need to think of a better way to do that. Cause like, you're not the first person to say that. So I would, I, I I'll figure it out. I can do it. Yeah. You'll figure it out. Cause you're the man, you know, you can figure everything out. See, listen, you're, you're on the right track. Uh, <laughs> let's get a, let's just dive right into it. I have a lot of things I want to uh, talk to you about mainly just because I, uh, think that you are, I know that you have a really cool mindset when it comes to a lot of things. And, uh, the, the mm -hmm. whole point of this podcast is to like, you know, I, I firmly believe that there are cool people doing really cool things who maybe don't necessarily get, I don't want to say don't get the credit, but maybe not the limelight that I think, you know, like mm. that they could be, you know, it'd be dope to like hear what, what people who maybe you've never heard of uh, are doing. And so that's why obviously yeah. like number one, just knowing you and how much of a, uh, a, how much personality you have is like a number one, obviously. <laughs> uh, but then number two, just kind of like your, your outlook on stuff. So let's, uh, Give me the, the kind of the short and sweet of kind of your background, kind of where you come from. How did you get to where you are today? Feel free to omit things, you know, feel free to tell your life story. Um, yeah. Kind of. Yeah. How did, how did you get to where you are? Like who, where to you are, who you are today? Well, I mean, I could take it all the way back into my childhood, but you know, that was a really long time ago. So I'll start <laughs> off with, and actually it started with you. I don't know if you remember, um, we did go to college together. I was in my freshman year. I believe you're in your sophomore year. Um, but during my freshman year, I, you know, I rushed into college. Um, and last minute, you know, I didn't know, no, I didn't know how to do financial aid. My parents mm -hmm. didn't know, um, my father barely speaks English. Um, my mom, you know, I recently made a post about it on my Instagram. You guys can check it out. But I made a post stating, you know, she really heavily involved in the gang life. Um, and then she had to run away. She actually ran away to Maine um, before she had me. So she was always hidden. She didn't finish school, you know, mm -hmm. had a first child at 14, 14, 15. Um, yeah, never went to college. So um, and none of her children did either. So she's very uneducated. I mean, she's the greatest person in the world. Sure. But when it came to me being the first person in my family to go to college, um, it, it was hard because, you know, you have FAFSA, you have student loans. You it's have not an easy loans. process. For, for 17, 18 year olds to figure out, it's not for easy. Anyone. And, a <laughs> and a majority of kids, you know, are like me. You know, they have parents yeah. that don't know what they're doing when it comes to FAFSA. So long story short, I went to University of Southern Maine and I didn't have a meal plan. So I was literally living off of my friend's food because I apparently didn't fill out my FAFSA right. And um, I was staying in a dorm with a bunch of older women. I was 18 years old with a bunch of like seniors plus grad students. Like there, you remember like the senior dorms or like the apartments, yeah, but they were yeah, all like yeah. 26, 27. Um, so it was very intimidating being a little 18 year old. Um, wow. You know, so I, yeah, so I wasn't really welcomed in the apartment. Um, sure. So I was like living, I was living at my friend's dorms. I couldn't afford food. There was nights where I literally had to like go to like Texas Roadhouse and pretend I forgot my wallet um, just to get food for like the next few days. You know how you wow. could like do. Yeah. And then uh, it got to the point where it's uh, I was working as an assistant in the, the registrar's office, but I was mm -hmm. only making $120 a month. Wow. Um, you know, and so at the time I was helping my mom pay for her car insurance back in Maine. And that was my entire paycheck. So I was literally stealing food from restaurants. That's how bad it got until, um, my friend, I met somebody there. Um, she became my best friend and she literally let me crash in her dorm. 
And then it got to the point one night I was so depressed, I made this post on Facebook, and that's when Dan actually reached out to me, and he sent me this really inspirational um, never give up on your dreams. So from there, like, that actually meant a lot. Like, and I'll never forget, like, you were the only person that reached out to me because I was going through so much, but I was embarrassed to say anything. Um, And so that video helped me through a lot. So the next day when you sent that to me, I called my grandparents. I told them that, you know, my situation... And mind you, my grandparents I hadn't talked to in like 10 years. Um, I called them because they lived, yeah, right in Massachusetts. Um, I didn't want to go back home because I didn't want to pay more of my parents' bills. So and I called them. They came. They saw my living condition. They were mad that I didn't have food, and they swept me up to Massachusetts. (laughs) They were mad I didn't have food. Like, that's the (laughs) thing that they're most mad about, right? They're just like, how do you not have food? He opened the fridge and literally the only thing that was in there was orange juice. That was half drinking. Like that, that's literally all I had. Um, so he, um, so they took me to Massachusetts, but you know, the way my grandparents are, like I was like indebted to them. So sure. they made me go to school for psychology, which okay. I didn't, I didn't, I could really care less to do. I like have loved fitness since the beginning, you know, yeah. I was a hundred and I mean, I was 268 pounds, almost 300 pounds. So at that time of my life, I had gained the weight back. I had lost it when I was younger. Yep. Um, and so I really wanted to pursue fitness. My grandparents were like, nope, you can't live here unless you pursue psychology. So fast forward. Like, Why psychology? Later, because they're, so they're both psychologists. Um, okay. My grandfather was a psychologist for the Boston Police Department. And my grandmother worked at psych wards for many years. That's and, like such uh, a weird thing, though. Like, to be like, you have to study the thing we study. Like, Right, you have to be just like me. That well, that's what they wanted me to be because they had no control over their daughter. Uh, See, fair. this is my okay. this is this you know it's my analysis. You know, my mother didn't do what they wanted to do. All right, uh, you know, gang life, drug life, boom boom, and then here I am, the only child out of all of the children she has that went to college. So they were like, oh, I have to control her. <laughs> uh, that's my grandfather's mentality. So you know, fast forward, like it took me five years to get my bachelor's because I went to Japan, studied psychology there. Um, you went to Japan. Back, Bro. I did not know that. First what? Of all, first of all, you didn't know I lived in Japan. I didn't. I moved to Japan. Do you speak Japanese? I, I was drunk most of the time in Japan. <laughs> so. I appreciate the honesty. Okay, continue. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I just, so, I didn't, I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. So I, um, when I came back from Japan, I actually had lost a lot of weight again because, mm-hmm. you know, it, Japanese portions are very small compared to America. So I had actually lost a lot of weight being there. Um, and then I, uh, I also climbed out Fuji. And from that moment on, I used to suffer from really bad anxiety from everything I told you about in the past, like sure. anxiety of like yeah. money and like being homeless. So my anxiety was really bad until I climbed Mount Fuji. So when I came back home, I had like a semester left in college. Um, didn't know what I wanted to do. Like I felt very lost. Um, and I got into a really toxic relationship and I was like, okay, what do I do next? So I literally just kept following the path of my grandparents. Um, again, fast forward. So I graduated. Um, I found a new, I found a new boyfriend and I had moved in with him across the state because I wanted to get away from my grandparents. So you could see it was like a cycle, like running from my parents. And then running for my grandparents. And then I moved in with my boyfriend, who's like, you know, he's a godsend. Um, <laughs> but then I got into foster care, which, because that's what my grandparents told me to do. They were like, yep. okay, well, check out foster care. Got into that for a year and I hated it. Uh, it was miserable. It was terrible. Makes uh, sense. Uh, you know, it, it was just a, I feel bad for the kids, but I caught a lot of foster parents stealing from foster kids and I just couldn't handle it. So because I couldn't handle that, I decided to go work at DCF. 
you know, DHS or you know, yeah, I, yeah, I forget yeah. what it's called in Maine, you know, DHS, because I, think. I just thought, you know, because I'm so miserable working in foster care. Why don't I go be the reason kids are in foster care? You know, so I decided to go. All work right. For DHS. I said I went to go work for DHS, um, DCF, whatever it's called. I always forget now. And I hated it even more. And I was there for over a year. Cried every single day of my life. Every single day. I was miserable. Um, I was like sick in the mornings. You know, I got yelled at a lot. I got death threats. I got people like breaking into my car. What? Um, yeah, it got so bad to the point where I had to start putting like um, Puerto Rican flags in my car to represent like, oh, like, you know, because I was dealing with a lot of like gang violence. Children sure. That, yeah. You know. So the only way that my car wouldn't get broken into or I wouldn't get threatened was, you know, like associate. I mean, I'm Puerto Rican, but like, sure. you know, associating that I am Puerto Rican and like, you know, it, it was just a really scary time. Um, so but the only thing that like helped me to escape from all of that anxiety and like doing everything that everybody else wanted me to do was gym. So the gym yeah. was like the only thing that I could do for myself. And like, I really like built confidence as being like a bigger female who's fit you know sure, like yeah, yeah, yeah. really stepping away from the idea that you have to have abs to be healthy and fit and then um but i wanted to turn that into career i just i didn't know how sure. so when the pandemic hit you know that's again when i decided to up and run <laughs> and well during a pandemic i decided to quit my state job making 60k to 70k a year depending on the death threat that i got <laughs> <laughs> Oh god! Is, yeah, there, is there um, a death threat bonus built in? Yeah. It's like ah, good really? good job, Cassie. You received five death threats this year. That's two thousand apiece. Congratulations! Isn't that, isn't that bizarre? Um, so during the pandemic, I thought, isn't this the perfect time when the world is unstable, the economy is shutting down? I'm gonna quit my state job. I mean, so I did. Well, I did just that. Um. I uh I just I want I didn't know what I was doing but I knew I had to get out of the state I knew I knew yeah. like I had to start doing what I wanted to do so I kept it a secret from my family you know I bought this package for personal training and I studied for months um and then I took the test and then somehow some way my grandparents still get my mail so when I got my certification for um my personal training it actually was sent to their house and my Ooh. grandfather called me flipping out and then they got another letter sent to the house with my like um retirement benefits because i have left the department yeah yeah uh and my grandfather he didn't talk to me for the rest of the summer of 2020 um it was bizarre so then i was like well forget everybody like i'm gonna do what i want like this is it like i could die from the i could die from the rona like i can't i can't i can't live a you know literally so true I applied to a corporate gym because that's, you know, I looked online like that was the way to go. Yeah. Um, so I worked at a corporate gym, which was the worst decision of my life. Um, when you say corporate well, gym, is that like, are you like, I mean, I know it wasn't like Planet Fitness, but is that like what we're talking about? Like one yeah, of these gyms, that's like a bigger fitness. name. There's lots of franchises like all all around. Like it's not like some, I guess it would be one dude owns it, but probably it's not like you know, somebody is like you where they're really into fitness and they're like, I want to open a gym. They were like, no, I want to make money off of a gym. So let me buy a franchise and do it. Yeah. So it's, it's, um, it's an East coast gym and two brothers own it, but there's a lot of locations all the way up from 
Massachusetts. No, they're coming to Massachusetts. Rhode Island, all the way down to Pennsylvania and Virginia, North Carolina, I believe. Gotcha. Um, they're, they're expanding very rapidly, but it, sure. it's becoming this big corporation that they're expanding. Just because of COVID, like they haven't expanded to the West Coast yet. Yeah. Um, but it's very money hungry now it wasn't all negative you know like i met a lot of great people sure. i did learn a lot but at the end of the day i just felt like they did not care about their employees um and from that point you know i just didn't feel right you know when a client would come in um you know especially during coronavirus a lot of people are struggling financially like yeah. I'm, I'm still taking the impact from coronavirus even though i decided to leave my old job um but still like <laughs> hit it. i'm still hit from those impacts yeah um lots of people are. and yeah. And so I committed to buying a house. So I knew like, you know, like I understood where my clients were coming from. Like, yeah. so at a corporation gym, if you want personal training, you have to commit to minimum two months. And where they get you though, is you have to give a 30 day cancellation. So let's say like, okay, you're, you're believing you're committing to two months. Sure. Boom. All right. I'm gonna have two months with Cassie. Like, let's see where progress goes. Once you get to the end of that two months, if you don't put a cancellation in, during the first month, then you're going to get charged another two months for wow. sessions. And the price goes up. So it's That's like, so I had a, it's very sus. Um, and it's like, I understand like it, that's how big corporation gyms get their money, you know? And like, if you're a good trainer, people will stay around. Yeah. But I just felt like with my beliefs in the low income way that I was raised and yeah. how I brought my own self to lose the weight, like I just don't feel like people should be paying you know rent or yeah. a car payment plus insurance for training like yeah because somebody wants to get healthy doesn't mean you have to break your bank account or if you don't want to commit to like um you know to like four months of training like i i, yeah. I just think training is a very vulnerable um situation to get yourself in you know you're trusting somebody with your health you're trusting somebody to guide you to the right path and it's not just in the gym it's nutrition mindset yeah. body positivity you know like we are the backbone mm -hmm. to my clients you know my clients reach out to me for everything you know like i have clients that range from body dysmorphia to anorexia to people with herniated discs to like yeah. you know so these people entrust you as their backbone like do as you like a therapist uh, so, so, do you even find like a month is even enough time for you to like really no, work with someone? So it's like absolutely not. So, so like even if they understand this cycle and they're thinking like, oh, I have to cancel after this first month, like they're not even in a good like mindset. They don't even know what they're doing, or, or like probably right. have barely seen any progress at that. You know, they might see some minor ones, but. I just know right, from like my right. own like research and stuff like, you know, a month is not enough time to like see, it's, it, it's, I guess, progress, I guess. Yeah. And, and that's what's bizarre, right? Because like I said, okay, so in order to see any type of change in your body, minimal four weeks just to see like the smallest amount of like change and yeah. maybe like weight, which is like water fluctuation. Okay. Maybe you lost like a pound of body fat. Right. Sure. But in order to see the change, like, People come to me and they're like, I want to lose 60 pounds. And I'm like, you need to work with me for a year. <laughs> um, consistently, you know, not just one time a week. Minimum eight weeks it takes just to see any change in your body, whether mm. that's gaining muscle, whether that's losing body fat, whether that's seeing, like, the number on the scale go down, which that's a different situation. I don't like that number. Yep. But it's, like, minimal. I tell people, like, commit to me minimally for at least five months. Like, yeah. I'm not a corporation. Like if you literally can't the fourth month and you're like, Cassie, I love you. But like, 
I have a huge situation and it's either, you know, pay my rent or pay training. And all right, I get it. You know, like that's a different conversation, but like, if you really want to change your life and like, you want to lose weight and you want to build muscle this, you're talking about like a a minimum six to nine month commitment to see that change. Like I, Mm cannot get you to where you want to be in literally two months because it's not impossible especially people like i want to lose 40 pounds i want to lose 60 pounds like it, it first of all if you're losing 40 pounds in two months it's not healthy um <laughs> you're drinking you know, straight water and that's it <laughs> herbal life what um oh oh I mean, we haven't even gotten to the hot take part we haven't even gotten to the hot take i love it i love it <laughs> but um but no, so it's a, that's why like I decided like just actually, I just opened my business literally like on Saturday, mm-hmm. um, I launched it. I'm already in like a world of problems, but it's going to be worth it because my philosophy in my mindset is you don't have to break an arm and a leg to be healthy. Sure. Period. I'm here. I'm your backbone. I understand you. I'm not corporation. And I will literally take you through every step of your life. So it's like, whereas like a gym, you know, like, okay, you sign up a Cassie 30 minutes, one time a week. Mm-hmm. That, what? Like, <laughs> and that's it. You know, like, I want to do the full shebang. Like, yeah. where it's like, I, um, at this moment, I'm not a registered dietitian, so I can't provide full on meal plans. Yeah. Uh, but I can provide like sample meal plans, but I can give you macros. I can uh, give you advice on food. I can tell you what, what so I can work around it yeah. because I've been through it, remind you, you know? So I always tell people like I've been on both aspects. Like I've lost the weight and I've gained the muscle. So like I want to be that backbone to people, you know, and without breaking your bank. Yeah. Um, especially for females. Um, that's really where my um passion is toward you know young females who are overweight gotcha and that and that's actually something there's like wow there's like uh, so many things i want to like straight up like uh, the onion like is the i need to think of a better let's go let's go so like (laughs) so specific i'll start with that one i think that's like one of the things I, i i really appreciate about you because there's i know like specifically like you know the fitness instagram like influencer is literally like the lowest of low type of people that Uh, i think i've ever met um and i think that's like number one like i think that's like very refreshing i'm I'm also like a big big fan on like uh people who are very genuine and i think like Mm -hmm. with you it's just everything comes off very genuine because all i see on your instagram is exactly that is like young people who look average trying to just like doing whatever they want right and maybe Mm -hmm, it's like exactly they're doing like deadlifts or like a leg press and you look and it's like i don't know maybe 10 pounds on it whatever right but it's like that that incrementalness and and speaking of the incrementalness that was like one other thing that um you know a a really good uh analogy that i always use because i use it in a different you know brain sense but you can apply it to literally anything um and it's basically like if you had a plane that uh took off and was heading to washington dc um if that plane was two degrees to the north you would end up in new york city versus washington dc right Mm -hmm. and that's kind of like how i've always that's how i think about a lot of things but especially when it comes to anything like you know fitness or health related kind of like towards that like hey you got to be thinking like super long term because you know yes like you can try and do it very short but it's like you you have to like be committed for so long because it's going to be basically exponential uh for you to get there but yeah and like my biggest goal sorry to cut you off no no, no you're free those are fine 
my biggest goal for my clients is like, as much as I want to be there forever, yeah. you don't need me forever. And mm. again, that's like the fundamental of like my building blocks for my company where it's like, you know, I want to be here for you as much as possible in the, you know, six to nine months that we work together. But after that, and once you get down to where you want to be, you should know everything you need to know, you know, afterwards to go off and do it on your own. Kind of like a mom raising her children or a father, you know? Sure. Um, Because it's like, you don't like, I'm not doing my job right. If I'm not teaching you, you know what I mean? Like if you cannot do it without me and then i'm not teaching you the right way um because like i said you know a very low income income family um very unhealthy family 268 pounds i taught myself everything granted in the span of six years which i wish it would have only took six to nine months um (laughs) you know but like that's what literally i'm here for i'm your building block for like six to nine months and then you can go off and do it on your own or whatever your goal is from there um that's you know and Wait, the, the thing is, mm-hmm. I was going to say, that's like so interesting to me. Cause I'm like, a, I, I'm a big fan of, uh, basically disruptive, uh, like thinking like that. Cause I think most people you would think about that are in some sort of like training course or like in that kind of like aspect of like educational, let me like teach someone would not want to say that they, they, they think the opposite. How long can I mm-hmm. keep you here and keep you coming back? And where right. I, I actually like, that's like super cool because I think that yet again, it kind of gets back to like genuineness when like, I think when people can sense mm-hmm. that like, you're just a genuine person when you're so upfront and you're like, I want you to work with me for six to nine months and then stop paying me. Thank you. Right. Because you should and be now, able to go do your thing. Right. And which is like, obviously like, I don't want to cut my short self short at the end of sure. it, but I believe in like, you know, like good will come around. Right. So I teach you six to nine months and then you tell your friends and then they yeah. come for help where it's kind of like, you know, like a doctor when you have a, a cold or flu, okay. You go see them in that moment and they, they prescribe you the recipe to feel better long-term. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, so, you know, obviously like essentially like I, I also want to sell like programs, you know, I want to write a book. Like there's so many things I want to do. So it's like that income. So like, let's say my client, she knows that she needs an idea in the gym a year from now. All right. Well, here's my workout program for like 20 bucks. Yeah. Boom. Go use it in the gym. You know where I'm constantly coming up with programs, but I just don't feel like you need to pay a mortgage payment every yeah. month for the rest of your life to be healthy on your own. Like that, where's the freedom in that? You know what I mean? Like oh, having to rely on somebody for years Ugh. to take care of your own health, like literally makes me cringe. I want to, I want to get your opinion on something. Cause I, you know, I've, I've read this, uh, before. And as somebody who's yeah. like, I'm always like really interested in, in sort of like, so how like socioeconomic problems kind of interface with just like everyday things. So obviously yeah. like one part of it is that like you have on one side, you have the planet fitness who, uh, specifically allows the oversell of their memberships because they know mm-hmm. that like, I think, what is it? Something like astronomical, like 30% of like all of their memberships will just never come in. They'll pay for it or like they'll come in once and then they never come yeah. in again. So that's yep. like number one. But then number two, also this idea that gyms specifically will charge you more, not because there's like a justified cost breakdown, but because they say, okay, like, let's say it costs you $150 a month to, to go to your gym. They do that because they, they want to attract the type of person who can afford the $150 a month. And that it's not even about the, it's not even about the money at that point. Right. It's just that, oh, right. there's this barrier to entry. So we're only going to get like very committed people, or we're only going to get 
more so wealthy people. And, and so like, right. it's so interesting that you say like, cause when you, when you kind of mentioned that, like, you know, I, when I hear that, I think about like, huh. So for people who are lower income, who maybe are, are, you know, uh, poor, literally generationally poor. Right. And, and don't have the funds to be able to do that. Like that's like mm -hmm. kind of super messed up. Right. Cause like your no, options it, are like $20, you know, to, to go to planet fitness or like the 200. Right. And there's no yeah. in between. Yeah. No, like that. I mean, I, I even saw that at my, my previous job, you know, where it's like they, so you have, okay. So at my previous job, right. You obviously, you have a huge, huge space for like free weights, you know, machines, mm -hmm. cable machines. And that's where you see all your fit people, you know, people who are dedicated. And then you have a room for like the lost puppies, you know? Sure. And, I, and I say lost puppies because that's where they all go. The ones who don't know what the hell that they're doing and then never come back in a few months. Um, because it's like they leave broken machines in there. They don't upkeep it that well. Yeah. Because the people that don't know what they're doing are the ones that are, uh, unfortunately, what I've noticed, are uneducated yeah. about fitness and health. Because they literally don't know where to go. There's no support for them. There's no no opportunities. And it's like nobody wants to provide to people who can't afford. Yeah. And that's what I noticed. And that's where, like, a lot of their money goes. Because then you have those lost puppies that go to that one area of the gym for, like, a month or two and then disappear for a whole year. And then they call back when they get charged, like, enhancement fees that are, like, $80. For what? Yeah. You know? And they want to cancel the membership, but they're so locked into a contract for at minimum two years. It just blows my mind. It blows my mind because then now, right, the gym is cleaned out and all you have are like the big, good looking people that can mm. afford, you know, that look like the standard in the gym. Whereas, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then God forbid but any of those people who were already have that contract are then like, okay, well, if I'm paying for it, I'm locked in, let me go. And then they go and then they only see the people who are super fit and then they're going to feel very awkward about it. I will say, I know I've, I've shit on Planet Fitness a lot, but I will say, <laughs> so at the start of this year before the, the pandemic, you know, I, I had started going and was pretty much just doing like half an hour of cardio every morning. But I will say the one good thing about there was that I at least walked in and I saw old people. I saw the 40 year old dude who was just trying to go in before work. And I saw, you know, the young people like me of all shapes and, and sizes and, and I've always kind of thought that like, you know, that's always like, so like a, such a weird, like uh, a mindset thing. Right. It's like how, like, even though like when I go, I'm totally blackout. I don't look at anyone else. I'm focused on just yeah. like whatever I got to do. And yet we still are like, Oh, I hope people don't look at me. I hope they're like, uh, like, I don't want to like look weird. Right. <laughs> right. You know, what's crazy is that like, I mean, I started my, I've never had hate for planet fitness. Um, yeah. you know, like I, I started my fitness journey at Planet Fitness, and that's actually totally. where I saw the most significant amount of weight loss. I will say, Planet Fitness gets on my nerves because I can't stand the goddamn purple. Like the purple <laughs> just irks me. Like get this purple the feng shui out of my of it. face. Like it, it, just get the purple out. I feel like I'm in a Barney club. Like that, you know. If they, if they, if they just changed the color, I think it would be fine. Um, oh. And the pizza, the pizza. Like stop it with the pizza on Tuesday. I like mean, hey. Everyone's got to enjoy their pizza. Do right it, now. do it on a Saturday, but on a Tuesday, like you're interrupting people's you, goals. You got the, the club week, going like... up on a Tuesday with pizza. Oh, who doesn't love the club going up on a Tuesday with oh the pizza? Oh my god! Anyway, all right.
uh let's let's move on a little bit let's i want to dive into sort of you as a, a person less kind of like the the business side of stuff so obviously like getting to where you are you've kind of talked about a little bit like you know your kind of six-year journey um you know coming to that point and then obviously being able to uh you know go full-time and things like that that obviously requires like a very 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 specific kind of um sort of i guess outlook on it so i wanted to to kind of get your opinion on what you know let's just start with one you know what's probably like the biggest sort of like mindset or way that you kind of frame and tackle things that you found to be the most impactful and maybe in just like everything in life or, or maybe in a, in a specific area what do you mean for like starting my own business like just in anything uh, like because what, what i found is that like people who who go on like these journeys right who who tackle like a, a big project right they usually have some sort mm -hmm. of mindset that they employ, you know, or, or the way they they uh, attack or approach things. That's usually a little bit different than most people that allows them to kind of have that little bit of like, I guess, like breakthrough moment to be able to get there. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know. Yeah. Yeah. OK, OK. Yeah. So basically, I'm, it's, it stems down to three things. Uh, all right. And like for me, the most important thing is. I, I don't want to be average and I hate mm. saying that people are average, but I, ever since I was really young, I felt like I was made for something more. Like some sure. people are so content, you know, <clears throat> getting their college degree, doing their nine to five from the office, retiring with their benefits. But what yeah. I mean is like, that's not enough. Like if I'm not doing something different in three years, I'm not doing my life. Correct. <laughs> if I'm not trying on a new project in three years, you know, I'm not do I'm not getting the most of my life. I'm not sure. elevating myself to the highest potential that I could be. Sorry, I keep looking at my dogs. They're fighting. Um, <laughs> it's great. Um, I'm not elevating myself to the highest potential that I can be. The second thing that stems from it too is that um, I truly, and again, I talked about this on my Instagram, is I truly feel like I am not owned to anybody. Mm. Um, and it's like I... I can't stand putting myself, like, for example, I used to put myself into really unhappy situations for the benefit of others mm -hmm. and like them telling me what to do. Whereas like, I, I want to do it for myself. Like yeah. I, I truly believe that like, if I like, I work so hard for this, for me yeah. and it's, I'm not doing it for anybody else. And that's like my biggest motivator right there. Because, you know, like I, like I told you earlier, up until now, my life has been controlled first. It was my parents and then it was my grandparents, you know, and then I was enslaved at two jobs that I hated. And now it's like, I want to do this for me. Yeah. Um, and like really benefiting my life. And then the third thing is like, I have a passion to help others. And I just felt like, like doing what I'm doing now, it's just like, how do I explain it? Hold on. I lost my train of thought. I'm like getting so, I'm getting so worked up about like just doing this. Oh, okay. 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 Here we go. Rona. Rona really hit me with the, I could die tomorrow. Right. Get this. Sure. I could die tomorrow. Right. People are going to be sad for maybe a year or so, whatever. Even my parents. Yeah. I think they probably and be sad. Most of your friends and family would be sad for longer than a year, but, but, but get this though. <laughs> what, who is going to talk about me 20 years from now sure. besides my family, you know, or like I am going to go to my deathbed. And if I didn't accomplish everything that I wanted to do before that, then for what did I live, you know? Sure. And it's like, 
So for why am I going to live, for me, in my opinion, why am I going to live a life that I'm not happy? Or why am I going to do a job that makes me so unhappy just to die unhappy? Like, eventually, at the end of it, we're all going to die. I could die tomorrow, but at least I could die saying, I started fighting for what I wanted to do. I started fighting for my dreams. I started fighting for my future because you really are in control of your future. And that is something like when I was a child, I like, you know, it was A, B, C, D, E, F, G. This is what you have to do. This is where you're going to go. This is my life was literally controlled because I was the only one that wanted to go to school. And now here I am, I'm at E and I'm like, well, what else is from here? Like, I can't, (laughs) I can't just do this one thing for the rest of my life. Yeah. So it's like now I I'm doing what I want, you know? So I'm not just going to end the alphabet. I'm going to be repeating and doing different things all the time and like just doing it for me. So like, that's my mindset. Yeah. Um, and I believe that like jumping into this career, money will come when I'm putting my passion out there. You know, I'm not doing this for money. Money is very important, obviously. Um, yep. but I feel like if you're doing something you love, eventually it will come. And by not having that money aspect like stuck in my mind sure. or like, you know, really focusing on like, <gasps> you know, obviously I have to pay my car and I have to pay my dog food. Right. <laughs> but I'm not so focused on like, am I going to make a hundred thousand dollars by the end of this year? Yeah. I don't care because it will come. Like I just, money is not something that's like at the forefront of why I want to do what I'm doing or what's driving me every day, you know? So what's driving me every day, is just, I want to do it for me. And I want to live an exceptional life that makes me happy when I go to my deathbed, period. Yeah. And I think that, you know, realistically, at the end of the, at the, end of the day, you know, because I mean, obviously, like with Twitch streaming, we hear that a lot, too, where it's it's actually like a, I'm, I'm probably in the, the minority where I actually think it's really OK to do things for money. Right. Like, I think if you ever to yeah. try and go do anything like because guess what? <laughs> you kind of need money to do things in, in, right. in today's world. But I think you hit mm-hmm. on it where the thing is, is that um if you know it's okay to do something for money but you have to realize that like you got to have some deeper connection to it because it's going to be right you know whatever you know whatever you want to call it it's the grind the slog when you got to do the things that aren't super sexy when you got to do the the little minute tasks right Mm -hmm. when you have the the things that kind of connect you to it it makes doing those a lot easier. And it also connects to something that I talk, I like to, to think about where I was actually just talking with someone about this this week, where um, I'm a big believer in, you kind of know that you're doing something right um, based on how often you hit what I call, or what is called, I don't call it, I didn't come up with this, um, where what's called flow state, right? But does everybody I think can think of like, you know, maybe one or two things that they do that they really enjoy where it's almost like uh, those blackout moments, right? Where it's just, you don't remember it. You're just in your own lane, right? It's kind of like that quote unquote in the zone, you know, aspect. And and I always judge like my own self. And I, I kind of like spot check that of like, how often do I feel like I'm in a flow state and like operating at like a real high level, which is why like, like for me, that's like shoutcasting, right? Like every event I right. do is like, I black out for four hours because I'm just like so laser focused and, uh, and into it and i think it's it's really mm-hmm. important for people to kind of find out whatever that is because kind of goes to like your your point of like not wanting to be average where i was definitely one of those like when i was younger definitely like super cocky about that or like if somebody was like average i was like oh you you just want to be average oh okay like yeah okay. like now i'm like you know it's really up to you and like whatever whatever brings you happiness is like that's like exactly, the only thing right. i wish for anyone is that you do what brings you utmost happiness like if you are the utmost happiness like 
going to college and and working your nine to five and coming mm-hmm. home with your spouse or partner and watching Netflix all the night and you are considerably happy. Heck yeah. That's all I can wish right. for anyone. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is it is that interesting point because I've had that realization myself. It's, it's wow. It's so funny how like you, you brought up all these topics. I literally just like a day or two ago, like had this exact conversation about how like I, I feel the same way where it's like. I have felt like a lot of times like, and I don't know if you've ever felt this too, where it's almost like you're like just not in the uh, I don't know. You're just like you just feel like you're not meshing with like the other people that you're around because you're just like, like I just remember specifically this one yes. time like we at work, we like went out to lunch as a bunch of people and people were just talking about like, like they're like, oh, have you seen this Netflix show? Have you seen this show? Have you seen this show? Have you seen this show? Have you seen, and I was just like, there's like nine or 10 shows. And I'm over here like, how do you have time to watch this much Netflix? What? Cause you know, like I'm over here like doing, doing me, like doing my own thing. It was like a very like weird, weird thing. You know, you kind of, you get uncomfortable a little bit. Uh, Honestly, like that's, I, it's so crazy you say that because like even till this day um i feel that way Wh- whether it's like a netflix show or like um oh like tomorrow i'm gonna go it's like like these people have routines like routines are important right sure but where it's like oh like tomorrow i'm gonna go to this grocery store at this time and then and then it's like oh but maybe delia is gonna be there and maybe oh my god maybe she's gonna buy like something different i mean that's a really terrible excuse but it's like when i'm around those people i'm like well i want to go climb a mountain tomorrow and like i I don't even want to plan it like i just want to be so you know whereas like a lot of people now like where i found like this new space to be creative yeah I'm surrounded by motivated, dream-hungry people. Sure. Um, so it's like I can have these conversations about feeling like, you know, I'll be sitting in a, a room full of people out of college class and they're all planning for their successful future and, like, you know, going to a nine-to-five job, having wife and children or a husband and children, you know, whatever they say. And I'm like, that's just not it. Like, you know, eventually sure. one day. But it's like I just want to do all of, like, these things. Like, I have so many dreams that I can't even think about, like, do I even want a husband? Do I want yeah. kids? Like, do I, cause I just want to keep like creating mm-hmm. and like, you know, seeing how far I can take my life. I know um, whether that's moving to different countries or what is it? Oh, I was going to say, yeah. I, and it's, it's also interesting too, because like, I think though you and I are very similar where there's this concept that you can kind of fit most people. And it's like a very broad generalization, but you can fit them in what's kind of like one of four kind of, I guess like personality groups. My favorite interpretation of this uses sea animals, where it's you have like uh, dolphins, whales, um, sharks, and sea urchins, right? And I think you and I, you and I are very similar, where we're, we are both dolphins, right? And I'll, I'll explain right. what what all those are. Where it's like a dol- your dolphins are like you're you're happy go lucky. They're like the life of the party. Want to move fast, right? Like hey guys, let's go do this. They want to bring people with them. Um, you know, to, to, to go do things. Right. Cause I think that's just, that's like you and I, we're just very like, yeah. and then like your sharks are kind of your people who are like hyper goal oriented, like pretty like short and sweet, like cut to the chase, you know, I, I'm very strict, like, you know, rules oriented type people. Um, and then you have the sea urchins who are like data, like, cause you know, like a sea urchin will extend its tendrils out into the water mm-hmm. and then it'll sit there and it will like try and think of a way or like wait till it knows all the information to like make detach itself and then move. Um, and there's a lot, there's a lot of people who are like that, who they say, give me all of the information before I can make a decision. And then whales right. are your, uh, 
your people who are they're your empaths right they want to make sure that like everyone's opinion is being considered they want to you know really understand how does this make you feel make sure you know every so exactly right so you and i hear those people or 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 the blues and that's why you're kind of opposite and so you know that's something that i know uh, you know it's just it's funny hearing you say that because like it, it is knowing that like since i've learned that i'm now a little bit like more calm because i'm like okay damn this person's just like the literal opposite personality type of you and that's right. okay so like when when you have those people like oh man i had ooh, when i in my uh my my past relationship me and and my my ex's yeah. dad were very opposite personalities and so like it was oh, very God. like let's go and sit somewhere for like two and a half hours and like i'm just sitting there the entire time and i'm just like get me out like please have you ever sat what near some i mean this happens to me all the time right but have you ever been around somebody and you think to yourself you know like it's nothing disrespectful it's your own opinion but you think like wow i'm so glad i don't live this lifestyle or like how can this person different strokes for different folks right at some level and so it's like you know i have a lot of those times it's not like not in a judgmental aspect it's like when I see people that are content just doing one thing for the rest of their life, not in the sense of like, like, let's say, okay, for example, right. I visited a country one time. Um, and this is a country though, that like, you know, has money, has opportunity. And I met this one person. I don't want to, you know, I met a person sure, and they were very happy staying, um, and doing the same thing every day, waking up in the morning, cleaning the house, getting children ready, cooking breakfast, cooking lunch, cooking dinner, cleaning, having yeah. sex at night with their significant other and repeating for the rest of their life. And like, that's what some people want to do, which, okay, that's great. But I just, sometimes I think like, I'm so grateful for my mind, you know, and like the ability, cause this person full right had like the ability to do whatever they want. It wasn't like a country where, you know, women were degraded or anything like yeah. that, but it was just like their pr- personal preference. Whereas I think like with me, I'm like, god like that's just like no like you gotta elevate your life like (laughs) you know and i just i don't know i don't know if you ever feel like that um that might be a terrible example but sometimes i just like think about my life compared to others and i think like i gotta do better like i need to do even more now like i need to do more and more i don't know i mean it's definitely i mean i think it's it's you know one thing when we talk about like what makes people successful i think you know for you that is probably like the fact that you have that personality and then going into the field that you're trying to break into as well like how absolutely important that really is right, right. um that there's kind of like that match i I've, I've been reading a book called atomic habits by by james clear mm-hmm. and um super good and but like kind of like one of the things that you know he kind of talks about where it's like you know genetics can play a lot in life um but really what it is is just meant to like tee you up to uh you know, kind of be able to lean in. And then when you, you kind of lean in and work really hard at a specific mm. area and it kind of will, will give you that kind of springboard that you need. And he actually used a really good example between like Michael Phelps and I forget the, the guy's name, but he was like, uh, uh, one of like the like mid distant, like record holders. Right. And he's like, okay, like when you look at Michael Phelps, like why Michael Phelps was so dominant in the Olympics was because his legs are shorter. Like his torso is the long part of his height. Cause he's like six, four, Right. Yeah. So he's got like stupid long arms and a really long back, which is really good for swimming. 
And this other guy who is like the distance runner actually has like a really short torso and really long legs, right? Which then obviously you get like a better stride mm. and whatever. And he was like, you know, like Michael Phelps is a phenomenal athlete, but do you think he's going to be be able to do anything, you know, in, in a, that kind of race? Or do you think that that guy is going to be good at swimming? No, right? So right. it just kind of goes into that that aspect of like, you know, I think understand i know you said you know you don't do stuff for money but i think you just subconsciously even identified like an area that you know you know mm-hmm. that you'll be successful at because i think your 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 genetics and you know have have helped you get to this point of like being that kind of bubbly person who also cares about others uh in a industry that has seemingly not wanted to really or i will say for the most part doesn't maybe come off that they want to care about others or mm-hmm. to their their you know people's different styles and needs and and what have you so i right, i definitely right. uh, i definitely uh, agree with you and, and can totally see that for sure <laughs> <laughs> no i have to ask your opinion though okay your your perspective on the fitness industry in regards to social media and people that you see promoting fitness yeah i mean i so i mean i'm i'm a i got a, a bullshit detector like none other and so <laughs> usually it makes me feel like usually a lot of it is just like that it just gets immediately thrown out the window from that like whoever this kid is i need to do a whole rant on this video but like whoever the ad is where the guy's like pizza or salad what do you think i'm having for dinner if you think it's this rabbit food you're wrong i I don't know why i get those ads like google please tell me what targeted metric is getting me there But, I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. I, I just yeah. like, Are I don't. not doing these steps in the gym? Well, here's my plan. Yeah. He's like, do you face. think cardio, like cardio is not. And I'm just like, I'm just like, dude, like it's so weird. Like, it's just like, I just feel like I would be at a party or something. And like, this dude is going to come up and be like, hey, you think you lose weight by cardio? And I'm going to be like, bro, I was just talking about Star Wars. Shut up. Right? Like, right. It's very like bro-y. But I I would say, I think for me, the biggest thing that I see a lot is that I just see like, I get it. There's like, you know, because if I look at it through like a marketing angle, like I I get trying to to hit your niche, (laughs) right? So a lot of them just go after the young 20-something-year-old guy who is trying to get fit and look good because it'll make them more attractive and get them more dates or whatever. Right. Um, I, I totally get that, but you know, I think there is like a a missing kind of like linker element to like the average person. Like, I feel like there's like not anything that's really ever come off as like the average person. Who was it? Uh, Oh, I was watching. Um, it was, it was Joe Rogan talking to Kevin Smith and this actually like, changed my mind a lot because like Kevin Smith, you know, he's, uh, uh, I think he, I'm pretty sure he's a cancer survivor and you know, or had like, his had like some health stuff and he's like, ah, I don't really know. And Joe Rogan's like, all you can do, do like 30 minutes, three times a week, nothing crazy. That's all you gotta mm-hmm. do, you know? And like to hear like, you know, and Joe's a kind of like big beefy dude who also yeah, like yeah, talks yeah. to like wrestlers and yeah, he like talks to like UFC fighters and stuff to kind of like hear that like i don't i don't know if anybody is is doing that or what was they even doing i was doing a stretching like yoga stretching thing the other day and i started trying to do some of these moves and i'm like this is not made for fat people i can't do this i like this is this is not a move that is allowed for fat people or like i was looking at a gym near me too and there are classes and they have like all these little (laughs) videos that go along with the class so it's like oh like uh what, what was it called like something like fab fit class or something and i'm looking at it I'm like these people are already fit 
Who are you having the video? And they're like, oh, let's run in place. And then we're going to do a burpee and then go on to the next one. I'm like, if I do one burpee, the place is shaking and falling down. Right. And so it's just like, I'm just like, where's like the, not, not like representation, but just like, show me average people. That's all I want. Show me, show me just the average person who's just like doing their thing. Right. Right. See, that's where it's like, I really was hoping you were going to circle around to. That's why I asked the question because it's like, nothing makes me matter in this world is when I step into like, um, like a boot camp class. Right. Yeah. And this lady is probably 60 years old, still shredded with abs, can do like 20 pull-ups. And I'm over here, a trainer. And I'm like, <laughs> terrified as hell, you know? So it's like my, like, like or even on instagram right yeah every single influencer is tall or well or short whatever but like very thin or like every muscle is defined you know every ab is there or it's like they're at the end of their journey right yeah it's never anybody who's like i know what i'm doing but i'm still working on myself which is like I post that a lot on my Instagram. Like now, if you would have asked me back when I met you in college to post a video of myself and my insecurities about like, yes, like being a bigger female, I would have, I would have jumped off that cliff. Like, you know, that mm-hmm. TikTok where it's like, you know, confess or jump. That would have been oh. me. Like I would have jumped way off. Um, but it's like now, like, I think what's really going to set me apart is like, I post all the time cellulite or yeah. I post that like, okay, yes, I'm a trainer. But, you know, I still have, you know, fat in this part of my body or I, I wear double digit pants and I'm so or like if I wear a T-shirt, sometimes I got some fat right here. And I love that. You know, it's like I taught an online class the other join next time. I'm just saying. Um, and I was doing the workout with them, but I was literally the one sweating the most. I was literally dying. I was like, are you keep going, guys? Go, go, go. But it's like it's so like that's where I see like, that's where I feel like the fitness industry needs to go where it's like, there's most of the people are not genuine, you know, like they have the genetics and that's why they look the way they do and they sell it. Whereas like people were like me who I've been through this huge transformation. I train people, I can get you results, but it's like, I'm still on my own journey and I will never hide the fact that like, I'm doing this exercise and I'm really tired and it hurts. Maybe if I didn't have this body fat, I could have done it better. Yeah. Um, but like, I'm consistently working on myself along with my clients. Um, and it's like, I'm so tired of like societal norms saying like, you have to look this way to be considered fit. Sure, like that yeah, shit. Yeah. Can I swear? Cause that I shit mean, pisses me off. Yeah. Okay. Well, it, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go it, for it. It, yeah. It just makes me so upset where it's like, you have to be a certain, you have to look a certain way yeah. to be considered healthy where it's, I just. It irks me. Well, there's also two where it's like uh, the other thing that I notice you do that I think is really, uh, really impactful is also just talking about as much as talking about like, because a lot of them take the take that like route of being, you know, oh, I'm super motivational and like, you know, went to, you know, they went to the gym for three hours today and they did all of this stuff. And it's like, you know, I think it, it, it creates a little bit of a false reality of like what needs to be there. Right. Of like this kind of hyper positive all the time. Like it's almost like t- what, what I call toxic positivity 
Whereas like, I've also seen you, you're like, I really don't want to go do this today and would much rather be in my bed and snuggling my dog, but <laughs> I am here and I'm 10 minutes late and I'm going to go do it. And like, I think of that alone and it kind of just talks like normalization, I think as a whole, right? Where I think, thankfully, I think you're on the right track because I think a lot of, I think we as society are starting like, I, I think with our generation and within the next like 10 or 15 years, I think you'll see a lot of things kind of get destigmatized. Because, you know, yeah. I think like, you know, I look at things like addiction, like drug and alcohol addiction or, or mental health mm -hmm. problems or everything like that is starting to get sort of destigmatized where it's not really that, you know, it's not that big of a deal to have them or no one's going to look down on mm -hmm. you for having them. And it's not seen as a negative, right? Exactly. For, for having them. And I, and I think that's the way where I think you'll start seeing where I would hope maybe the fitness industry starts going, where it's not necessarily like coddling, but it's just saying like, yeah, if you don't want to go do it, that's fine. Or if like maybe you can't go lift weights for two hours a day, that's fine. What can you go do? You know, what, right. what even like what what small little thing can you still do? And that like that kind of like, hey, it's OK to, to feel this way. You know, like you're not mm -hmm. alone. Like this is kind of just like the way it's supposed to happen. Um, right. But that, that destigmatization, the destigmatization, destigmatization. I still Bro, butchered it. Good? No, I'm not. Yes, I'm having a stroke. Yes, you really did. We don't have to. Um, <laughs> I, I think that's. I think that's like super, super important. Um, and I right. think will come eventually, hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it definitely will. I mean, I think again, like, I mean, I'm hoping in the next few years, especially like bigger brands, you know, especially in the fitness community now, it's all about like Gymshark, Lululemon, um, you know, all, Nike, all of those big brands. I really hope like. And even in their athlete range to people every day, just like promoting, like, it's okay to not be perfect, you yeah. know? And like, we all have flaws or things we can and cannot do. Some are better than others. And I think like now, like, even for myself, you know, I'll post my cellulite all the time, but yeah, look at it. Like, this is normal. This is life. <laughs> like everybody has it. So it's like, I just hope like one day though, like there won't be any more stigma there around sure. it, you know, or like eating pizza. Cause yeah, I, I actually think that's like one thing. I, I used to work with this dude who he, this dude was like ripped, like straight up. Like, I think literally the most fit person I've ever met. And mm -hmm. I was like talking with him just about like what he does. And he was just like, dude, he's like, guess what? I, if I want to eat a pint of Ben and Jerry's, I'm going to go do it. He's like, now mm -hmm. the next day, might I run a little bit longer? Might I do something to help kind of offset it? He's like, yeah. He's mm -hmm. like, just because I've understood like companies like, but I don't like stop myself from, from doing that. And I know like for me personally, like that's helped a lot in my brain because rather than a very like exclusive um, or subtractive mindset, just thinking like very additively um, right. has been like super, super helpful. So it's like, if you want to like, if you want to eat a whole pizza, go for it. Just like exactly. spot check yourself somewhere else. Like if you want you know? to. Every right. single every single Friday night when I'm playing Call of Duty till like midnight, I eat an entire large buffalo chicken pizza to myself. Ooh. But it's okay because you know, like like you said, I offset it. Oh, you yeah. know, like I no longer have a toxic relationship to food, and that's something too that's really important. Hmm. Nothing, nothing, no better pairing than uh, Call of Duty and and buffalo chicken pizza. So like that's that's me with Mountain Dew and, and Call of Duty. Oh um. God. <laughs> Uh, all right, no. let's, uh, I asked you for one. I don't know if you had it. You kind of talked earlier a little bit, but I asked you to, to come with a hot take. Did you come with a hot take? 
A hot take? Yeah. What do you mean? Oh God, I failed. Uh, so like a hot take, like what is maybe like a, an unpopular opinion that you have or like a little bit of a spicy opinion on, on something, you know, of, of what you have. I mean, kind of like similar to how you were saying earlier was like the, the whole herbalist thing where it's like drink only water. Right. Like a little bit of a hot take to maybe some people. You, right. Okay. So you want me to throw shots? Yeah. Is yes. What you're saying, yes. Essentially. Or, okay. you know, maybe. Yeah. All right, I'm coming for a few things. If I mean, I could take it spicy because as working in the field and doing what I've done as long as I've done, I cannot stand when people wear waist trainers and survive only off of Herbalife. And there's nothing negative against that, but usually I see the combination of two together. Mm. And it's like people who survive off of Herbalife have a toxic relationship to food and need to get it together. People who are wearing waist trainers need to get their, like they have something going on can up you, here. Like, can you remind me what a waist trainer is? Because I'm trying to imagine um, in my head and I can't think. I'm going to go Google okay. it right now. So please do Google waist trainer, but it's literally a corset that you put around your waist and you tie it extremely tight for a long amount of hours especially when you're working out which is causing literally your organs and your intestines everything to be clumped up inside of together yeah and i still see it i it used to be really big like back in like the days before kim kardashian met kanye or was with kanye west but like it's still <laughs> it's still a huge thing where it's like why like what and then the herbal life herbal life, herbal life. Yeah. listen don't get me wrong. I like having an Herbalife shake here or there because they're delicious. Like I had a birthday cake one the other day. They're delicious. Mm -hmm. Okay. But if you're surviving only off of Herbalife or if you lost all of your weight just because of Herbalife, it clearly is prone to you have a toxic relationship to food. Like yeah. we are animals essentially like where is your protein? Like where are yeah. your veggies? Where are your solid foods? Like are you going to live off a of liquid for your entire life? No, no, no. Those are people who cannot control themselves around food. Well, and that's one thing. Oh man, I would say that I want to get your opinion on something because I've also, I've also thought that too with things like Nutrisystem too where they're like uh, oh it's new they're like oh i was on nutrition when i lost 50 pounds and then i kind of learned that i'm like oh no because somebody is literally just sending you food rather than like learning yourself that always felt very weird to me of like those those programs where it's like they want to just send you all of your food now granted maybe for some people they need that because they need that hard cut where they say i don't have to think about it and that way they can kind of fall into the routine sure exactly. i've always just found it weird like on a macro level it's just like without even being on a macro level, right? I tell it, it's eating healthy is not hard. Like, okay, let me let me reframe that. Eating healthy it is simple. Yes. Okay, it's hard to get yourself there, yep. but it's very simple, right? Because it's like I'm literally going to tell you you need to eat healthy tomorrow, and you know exactly what you need to do. But are you going to do it? Because yeah. what is healthy? Everything that's not processed, you know, you got your fruits, you got your veggies, you got your proteins, whether that's, you know, whether you're from vegan to pescatarian to eating meat, like it's all, when I think about, I think about a nice cooked meal where I have like my cup of veggies, I have my healthy carb, which comes either from the ground, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then your, your protein, which, I mean, or you know, whether it comes from plants or animals, it's very simple. But it's what people make it so much more complicated or it's a lot harder mentality wise because there are things out there like Herbalife or Lean 360 or what is it like, um, what are the other things? Like the Nutrisystem, um, 
detoxes or juicing or mm-hmm. like keto or you know where you have those plans where it's like they send it to you so you don't have to do it for yourself because yeah. then it's like at the end of the day it's like great somebody else did it for you but like where 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 is the hard work at or it's yeah. like what happens when you have to go back to food or i don't know i just have a really big issue like yeah. one time I was doing an assessment with this female um, and she was like trying to sell me Herbalife. And I'm like, Oh, I'm a personal trainer. Like I, I, I went to school for this. Like I can tell you right now, Herbalife is not, <laughs> and I'm not trying to say like having a shake here or there is bad. Right. No, yeah. But like when you're basing your whole entire diet off of it, I just, it, it just irks me. It's that's yeah. just one thing where it's like, eat your food you clearly do not <laughs> have food. a solid you don't have a solid relationship and like i say that because i had a toxic relationship when i lived sure. in japan i would beat myself i would starve myself when i was with my friends at restaurants because i knew i was gonna feel guilty later because yep. my, my relationship to food wasn't healthy yeah and that's why i'm so passionate about like my i don't want to say hate towards herbal life but it's like i feel so passionate about like people eating and learning to eat and having a healthy relationship to food now if you want to have a shake for a snack or like a breakfast but then your entire day is going to be filled with food fine yeah (sighs) well yeah i mean it's totally i i think i totally get that because you know even even like during you know sort of uh lockdown right i mean i I went through like a, a really bad like bout of depression and, and stuff where mm-hmm. basically for like three months, I basically only ate out. Um, there right. was also things that also like fueled that in that my ex who still lives with me at the time also uh, turned vegetarian slash pescatarian and literally took up all of the fridge and freezer space. Um, so there was that. And I was just like, I'm not going to deal with this so I can afford to just buy food all the right. time so i'm going to yeah um, but i i also like when it kind of got to the point that like okay like i have my own fridge space and stuff um i know that i i use something called freshly for a while and that was yeah. actually even just like but like i so like i get it in that standpoint where it's like understanding like kind of like yes like have that intermediary step but like it just kind of goes to that way you were talking about of like fix your your relationship <laughs> with it first you know because i think that was like with me where it was like okay it's not that I'm against eating good food. It's just that like, I'm lazy. <laughs> I don't want to yeah, cook food. Right, right. right. So then if I got to that point where I, okay, now that I'm like good eating, like, you know, quote unquote, I'm going to use quote unquote home cooked meals because they were a little like, you know, they're, they're a little like pre-prepared, but like definitely not oh, like yeah. frozen dinner. They came, yeah, they came to you unfrozen. Freshly. Yeah, no, I don't have anything against like freshly or, um, that that's just stuff for people like lazy. No, I'm just kidding. Not lazy, but like, I mean, People yeah, there's, really there's like an element. I mean, like I also, I also stopped it cause like it was also expensive, but like, even then though, like getting into that, um, getting into that mindset, I think is, is super important. Yeah. Either but way those though. Are my shots. <laughs> yeah, I, those are some good ones. I got you fired up. That's the reason I always ask those is because it gets people usually fired up about something that they, they care about and it makes, it makes good conversation. And so you, you did. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think we're about a little bit over an hour. So I think let's let's try and wrap this up. Uh, super big thank you for for coming on. Obviously, uh, it was really it, I always I think love you know getting your perspective on a lot of things just because I think you have a very unique one when it comes to kind of all things in the in the industry and things like that. And because like I said, you were just getting uh, you're just getting your feet wet and getting started. So I, I thought yes. it would be pretty cool to hear that. So um, what what do you have to shout out? What's going on? Where can people find you? 
Uh, where do you want people, you know, looking for you and uh, all that jazz? Yeah. So, I mean, you guys can follow me on my Instagram fit with Cassie. Um, that's C A S S Y. And you know, I have my link tree up. So if anybody needs a free consultation, I always offer a first session for free. Even if you just want to sit down talk about nutrition, you need help. Any questions you have, I always offer that first session free because that's what I'm here to do. Um, I offer online training and in person and I travel. So, you know, um, I'm here to help people. Like I said, you know, I'm not in this for money. You know, I might sometimes contradict myself, but and I just want people to live a healthy life. Truly, truly. I feel very passionate about that. So I'm always posting on my Instagram. If you want to follow me, I'm always posting your girl up there. Thick sis. She know? is. She is. I can um, guarantee always, it. I'm always posting videos, positivity, whether I'm, um, in the tub talking about some stupid shit. Oh, oh. You can. I, I don't know why you did that. Okay. You can swear. It's fine. I don't know whether you know I'm talking about some stupid stuff, or I'm showing my dog, or I'm at the gym, or something has happened to me. I don't know because my life is very eventful. I'm there, always talking about my business, very, very transparent. So, currently going through a lawsuit. So, hey. yeah, I will be second <laughs> day into this business. <laughs> well no but good luck good you. luck with that one mainly follow her for the dog the dog is the big winner Please, of, of following honestly, on instagram at the end sure. of the day just follow for my dog like <laughs> if anything else like coda is always there top notch 10 out of 10 recommend thank you for having me though yeah absolutely <laughs> thank you so much uh we will uh we'll talk later all right bye thank B you bye bye